and we're off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Podcast Twenty One. We're putting smiles on our faces, aren't we? I think I've just discovered that I've been bitten again. again on there my were other leg. lots of there were lots of horseflies on the walk yesterday in that field. In the oh, field. blow! So there. Apis mail for you then. Anyway, I'm going to start the podcast this week with some very, very good news that having um, now been uh, trying to treat my nephrotic syndrome without the aid of Western medicine, shall we say, which would have been uh, steroids, which are a massively blunt instrument anyway. That's the cattle, by the way, just in case you're wondering. Yeah. then um, I I think I have cracked it, or we have cracked it, because the latest test from the, which was a while ago, from the surgery was normal, mm-hmm. and we've just done the old strip test this morning, and I'm also normal on the strip test. Um, and you had a scan yesterday. Oh yes, and uh, yes, no Friday, sorry, Friday, sorry. Yeah, not to be pedantic. Listen, um, oh, but you are. But I will be anyway. Um, I went for a scan, uh, ultra ultrasound of my kidneys, which was fascinating. So I can now inform everyone that I have two matched kidneys, both 118 millimeters long, because they can measure it apparently, and absolutely brilliant to see the detail of it. You can see all of the what did I call it? Say they were called? I, well, I the fuselage or something. No. Anyway, you could you could see them in great detail. Very very nice. Uh, a, a couple of women who were doing the deal and, and one was quite chatty because she's actually I am looking out the window because I've heard this before but yeah 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 because um, <laughs> so she's a bit of a, a faster and, and has done some paleo and everything else but she didn't have an aura ring but she didn't have an aura ring though because I was showing them that um, but they were fa- that was great yeah really good and uh, I can't praise the hospital enough the hospital was like a ghost town car park was half only half full which is amazing the hospital seemed to be empty and I walked straight in for my four o'clock appointment. So good effort all round there. So I was very, very impressed by the service and what you could see on this little ultrasound. So in, in addition, they also checked my aorta before they started, which I thought was odd, but maybe they didn't want me to die on the bed yeah, there. Yeah, I, I told you. Yeah, and then they, what did they do? They checked me bladder. I don't know whether that was some sort of bonus thing for a Friday. <laughs> well, but... well, I suppose if they're doing your kidneys, they're going to do your bladder as well, aren't they? Are they? It's all part of you. It is all part of that system. Anyway, system. so I think I passed uh, on, on all fronts. And, uh, yeah, I mentioned the fact that I didn't have six inches of belly fat because the chap who'd been there when I arrived all right. was like a I balloon. I thought we were just going to be positive. Well, I'm very positive that right. I've got no belly fat. Okay. So, yeah, that was it was all good. Anyway, I will just warn you, having uh, just got that off my chest, very, very good news, I feel. Um, that um, Mary Rose is feeling a little bit jaded having read I the am, Sunday Times I am. Anyway, there today. We go. But I'm trying to be, I will share so my the, thoughts in a very cheerful manner with a smile on my face. Was that tearful or cheerful? Cheerful. Cheerful manner. Okay, well, best of luck, everyone. Yeah, well, no, I, I was going to start, well, no, I was going to start with my thing at, at the moment is that when my blood results came back, um, that everything's fine. Obviously, they flagged up. They didn't even mention the one that I'm worried about, and they flagged up the fact that I've got high in... I'm using mm. air quotes here. Yes, darling, you've got a bite. Feel free to interrupt me, though, and show me the bite again. Well, I was just going to do it. Yeah, it's, okay. it's two things at once. Fine. Maybe that's Thank you. too much today. Uh, yeah. um, 
is that I like you know you've got high cholesterol you need to cut out all it. it's like anyway yeah it's fine all so on the cholesterol front obviously all of the ratios that you need to worry about are, fu- are like good however and my triglycerides are low and my c-reactive protein is like non-existent so all of the markers for inflammation are fine but i have got for some reason and and it, it is a, it is a, a real anomaly because i've got high ferritin so i'm storing ferritin in my liver so i'm storing that's how you store iron so i'm storing it in my liver it's only mildly high but enough that i don't really want it you don't want to be storing you know you're storing a heavy metal at that point you don't want to be doing it. It's not a metal. You're going to look at me, whatever. Anyway, it is a me- definitely a metal. Is it a heavy metal? Ah, that's well, one for the chemists. Like well, that. anyway, you don't want to be storing it. You yeah. want to be getting rid of it. Um, and then, in contradiction to each other, I've got high MCHC, which is your mean corpuscular. So inside, like inside a red blood cell, I've got too much hemoglobin. Which, but, which is an unusual, I would suggest, is a very unusual problem. Then I've have. got low... Um, total iron binding capacity so it doesn't I mean it, those two things are in opposition to each other so there's something wrong I would suggest uh, and only mildly but enough enough that I I knew when I had the blood test I, I, I wanted to know because that it, it did seem like something was up that I'm not you're not completely 100% no so those two things are in opposition so it is like it it, it, it it's not something you could look at and say, ah, you know, it's, you've got it's, like it's, hemochromatosis, it's for example, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is the like the hereditary storing iron thing. And my iron is normal. My serum iron is absolutely normal. So those are the those are the three things that suggest there's something up with the way that I am um, metabolizing iron or storing, using iron. Storing and using iron, yeah. So that's a bit odd. So we're I'm doing stuff, um, and I'll have another test in four months' time, and hopefully it'll all be back. Well, I was just going to say. So the but other thing is, yeah. is that the man who was doing the test on the day, you know, something didn't go right. So I think another test just to yeah just to confirm it would yeah. be good because yeah. you know, with the best will in the world, you could yeah. anything could be. But wrong. I thought, well, I'll you know I'll do the quick thing, which yeah, is yeah. to give blood, uh, and because of this situation we find ourselves in at the moment, you can't give blood till July. Fair enough. So, so I've booked in for July, but that, you know, I, th- I think if my next test comes back still high, I will go to, I will just ask for a uh, a blood draw at the doctor's, just because yeah. that's a very quick and easy way of getting rid of excess iron. That's done then. That was where even my if you was, store it, it, yeah, and even if you're storing it in the ferritin rather than uh, serum iron, because you've reduced the iron in your blood, It'll it will. Use it. Yeah. Very good. So that was that one. So that's you and me in our. Yeah. Health. So uh, in my um, uh, uh, getting over mine, you seem to be taking up the mantle of something to sort out. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I, I'm hoping it's a very small thing, but yeah, yeah. I just thought people might be interested because you know this is what we talk about. So. Um, well, I think on the back of that is is how important it is. You know, you decided to go and get the blood test. I fortunately, because of me. Uh, nephrotic whatever I've had every blood test known well, to yeah. man but I think so, it's important for my job to be able yeah, to yeah. say well and the other thing was is you'd, you'd sustate that you weren't on top top form yeah. at which point getting the blood test is a good starting point Yeah, you know it is just well, for us here is as simple as uh, the nurse rocks up takes takes the sample mm. and, and off it goes well I have been feeling a lot better over the last two weeks yeah. and the two things have changed on that one so there are two I, I should have done them one at a time, but I didn't. 
So we're doing this, which I'll go into a lot of, so, with, so today we will be talking about exercise, um, exercise related to fitness and health and the difference in those things and what I'm doing at the moment, which is, I think, fantastic. I'm doing it with Aggie, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really, really good and uh, all about that and why it's working. But I've also uh, found a supplier of Element in the UK. And so I have started to take at least 16 ounces. Well, probably not every day, but if I've done something, I will have 16 ounces of electrolyte. And this is like, so this is all on the back of the fact that I've joined the Healthy Rebellion. So for those of you who don't know what the Healthy Rebellion is, it's Rob Wolf, who I would suggest is the, the father of the paleo movement. So he came out with Wired to Eat, the book. And that really kind of like, okay, so you can say Lauren Cordain and the people... That, that 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 worked out that we were all ill because we weren't eating an ancestral diet but then like main uh, mainstream is that even because probably it isn't mainstream but I just live in this little bubble where it is like Rob Wolf really introduced it in a very uh, easy to understand format in his book Wired to Eat um, and uh, he got a bit I think he just got really a bit fed up definitely fed up with like being controlled by social media and what he could and couldn't put out so he set up this um healthy rebellion which is so he doesn't really post particularly much on uh, social media anymore to advertise himself but he's got this and his his here the the mantra for or the, the the strap line for the healthy rebellion is to take a million people out of the sick care system um yeah, so, which is very doable. Yeah, and and I think that's the point is it's not healthcare system, and that's what that was what my rant was going to be. But it's not a rant; it's the cheerful uh, uh, conversation about how like the yeah. Anyway, so back to so yes, yeah, so the healthy rebellion. Look it up, um, see what you think of it. It's fan. It's a. It's just a really good platform. So where will you find that? Indulge, do, you have to, do you have to Google just, the healthy rebellion as uh, a website? Go. Don't Google anymore. Oh yes, right. Duck, 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 duck go. Oh. The healthy rebellion, and you'll find it. And um, it's just a really like a treasure trove of resources and uh, information, mm. um, and just like a, a community of people try, all trying to do the same thing and and discussing their failures, their successes, and ways of moving forward. And yeah, it's just it is nice to be part of a group really that thinks the same. Yeah, interestingly, Rob Wolf and his wife Nikki, Nikki, yeah, do a bit of a podcast. Very it's a healthy similar. rebellion podcast. Cast, in fact. Very similar. In fact, is it Not called very the radio? Similar. Like they've got no. hundreds of thousands of no, listeners. No, I didn't mean like that. I just mentioned oh, I the see. fact that they just chat to each other yeah. a bit like we do, which did rather. Um, I thought that was good. Um, uh, but I've decided I need to shut up more so that when you're speaking, I'm not trying to talk over you. So maybe that'll be good from your point of view. Yeah. Uh, but they've just moved. They have moved a um, massive distance. They've moved from the south of Texas America, south of North America to North. the north of North, North America. Montana. Montana, yeah. And I can only assume that they're trying to go back to a, like a wilder country. Well, so they, so there is a very interesting story behind it all. I think is that Texas is just too. I mean, it's like Austin is the new California, isn't it? So everybody mm. moves to Austin, um, and, and they've got more. I don't know more juice bars or whatever it is than, but <laughs> whatever than California these days. But but it what well, it's not it's not good enough. 
and uh, and I think you can buy this book. I'm absolutely fascinated. Not that it would make any difference to us because it's about North America and where to move. But you you but you basically plug into this book what your goals and ideals are from anything from homeschooling to uh, agriculture and, mm. and uh, pesticide mm. whatever. And it will tell you where to move. And I think the, the the best place for them was something like North Dakota. But they've got family in Montana and it's only next door. Um, so, you know, that, that yeah, it's just, it's really interesting. Um, and that's, well, where, that's, where our, that's where Aggie and I would move anyway, if we were going to move to up there. Yeah, but... <laughs> You know, we're we're still lucky in comparison with many people in the UK because we still it's like yesterday we were out rolling yeah. around. Oh yeah. And there's oh, a big out now. There's still some quite big open spaces. Yeah. And uh I don't think we're polluted so badly with, with I think cars our agriculture and, and I think our agriculture is a lot uh, less well, we're lucky uh, defined because... by big agri. And it has to be in this area. You know, you look around, how are you gonna how yeah, are you yeah, gonna it's, flatten the fields? It's hilly enough. <laughs> it's good granite. Yeah. Flatten the granite. Uh, yeah, so and we're halfway between Riverford and Dart's Farm for our meat, yeah. which is uh, obviously a big part of our life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you want to? So, the times today. So, just just to put some stuff into perspective, I guess. Oh, so in, in true a, style, I would say it was a propaganda exercise for Big Farmer this morning. The Times. Would you just having a, had a cursory look through? It was very odd. I found it very odd because we've been looking at the Telegraph, and that was more kind of like seem to be pointing all sorts of things out that the anomalies in the, the scientific data and who should be mm. reading the scientific data and not reading the scientific data or at least understanding it before you put your foot in your mouth with it all um but today was very odd in in the times very odd indeed and it was it, you know it's like the, labeling uh, the rest of europe hypochondriacs because they're not fully on board with a vaccine program like we are which i just thought was yeah that's really odd that's almost very, a contradiction very odd. Isn't well, it, it? it was it's almost like it's like the who tried to change what herd immunity meant they they've like um replaced the the definition of herd immunity um and and it was almost like they were trying to re- replace what hypochondria means which, which is like fear of of allopathic medicine um rather than constant need for 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 more and more medicine basically (laughs) so i just thought i would just give you some statistics um so you know if if allopathic medicine is all singing all dancing that the wonderful cure all we're still you know the the increasing heart disease cancer strokes diabetes top five performers for death uh in the u.s and yet they're all supposed to be controlled by drugs uh, in 2018, the NHS recorded 22,000 medical error deaths. So that's not even like mentioned on the death certificate. That is a direct cause of death. So I think there probably needs to be a little bit of, you know, well, just some. I, I you know, if it's a, even even so, I did some research and even looking at the inflated uh, estimates for. Um, a death caused by medical error in the US it could it could be at the top end the third leading cause and that's mentions and on death certificates and people in hospital and this was well, compiled by Johns Hopkins and at the moment they're this shining example of everything aren't they they're like you know the vegan 
world, the the um, COVID world, that you know, you look to Johns Hopkins as this amazing institution but, for medical excellence, and they're telling us it's the third leading cause of death, but, medical negligence. Sorry, carry on. No, I was just I'm waiting. For, I thought you were going to stop. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm stopped. I'm stopped. But if you look at it from what they're doing, they're putting often some very strong drugs into your system on what is often just a guess a very a well-educated and a good guess as to what's wrong with you and so it's not surprising that sometimes you know you've had you've had some odd symptoms and they possibly misdiagnosed it probably you know almost certainly with the best will in the world they just you yeah, know I'm not, it's, I'm not it's not a flag that comes up huge, and says i've got this, this like yeah i'm not and i'm not saying it's you know they're all d it's done on purpose or anything i'm just ask, asking people to 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 be to 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 look at to think about what's wrong with them rather than just assuming that that allopathic medicine is going to sort it out for them so if you so for instance classic example if you had gone down the, the allopathic, allopathic route, route by now you would be on steroids stats, steroids definitely the steroids. De definitely the steroids oh yeah and and uh the beta not beta blockers there you'd be like, yeah you would uh high blood pressure tablets Oh yeah, they were obsessed and, with and they blood gave pressure. You, and they gave you what did they give you when you were in hospital anyway? Tamazepam. Tamazepam and and the the what was the high blood pressure tablet they gave you? Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, now. it didn't work. Sent you off the the, uh, the combination sent you completely over the edge. Yeah. Um, and you would probably be on statins for your because they'd have done the thing they that you know they would have strongly suggested statins for your cholesterol level. Um. Yes, and so and you would be on three medications, and then for those three, and this is a fact. I'm not making this up. By the time for a, in a year's time, you would have been on at least one drug for the side effects from those drugs, uh, and and so this is this is what happens. And it's not. Don't take it at, that you have to do these things. Well, that's the other thing. So I obviously. So, so first of and all, there, oh no, oh no, sorry, oh, I just got to say that, and there is a place for all of this. I mean, and, yeah. and like you know, critical care, and and you know, if you, where would you rather be if you've been run over? I'm not, I'm not trying to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but I am trying to say that there is a place for it, and it's not necessarily the first place you should go for a chronic no. problem. How does that sound? Does that? I'm trying to. I'm. I. I just. I. I, well, I know you feel very strongly do, about it, I and do. you are trying not to. Because a lot of these chronic problems, like diabetes, it's like change your diet. <laughs> I mean, it is that simple. Why would you go on a drug that doesn't actually? It only masks. It ma Yeah, it's not. And and it and it's so simple for most people with type two diabetes. It is so simple. Just cut out the crap and it will go and you don't need to be on i know anyway sorry what were you going to say i think i've forgotten that sorry that, <laughs> that's fine apologize. no that's all right i was i you you were pausing obviously for effect and i thought no, you were pausing for um pausing for effect what well, are you trying? well i think you were just collecting your thoughts then okay ready for the next tirade oh no 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 but on the back of that i did there is a really interesting and rob wolf mentioned it so i had a look as well uh there is a really interesting um research paper that's just come out about how absolutely appallingly bad for your health uh fizzy drinks are um the title is uh 
fructose and sucrose but not glucose increase de novo lipogenesis um and basically it's a double blind study with and um obviously the control in there and so for, if you don't know de novo is the lipogenesis is the conversion of sugar to fat in your body yeah um and basically you have it does um, a very small amount of uh, fructose or a sucrose based so it's like free fructose and sucrose based drink which pretty much most of them are and then they can say they're sugar free or whatever the ridiculous thing is increases like two twofold fat conversion in the liver like conversion of sugar to fat in the liver um and probably if you were to look at it a very very similar outcome in um non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and all the rest of it it's i'm sure there is a correlation there so just just really you know this is a really interesting point and a very interesting study because this whole diabetes thing is so out of control Hmm. um yeah it's really unfortunate and i think it's only going to head in in one direction and and i'm not sure that the lockdown and stuff has really helped people because i think they've been at home for weeks and months and now a year and 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 one of the things they've done is to is to snack more yeah comfort eat you know that's a very it's we'll talk about this when we talk about the exercise but it's a very natural thing in fact it's mm-hmm. very you know we're wired to do it yes not good no no and uh well yeah uh, not sure what we can say about that we could talk all morning yeah. about it unfortunately so we we better move on um and and you are well i won't steal your thunder but you no. have got a new exercise um pattern well so so as part of the healthy rebellion they do like they'll do courses and sometimes their diet sometimes their exercise and this one is run by um basis health and performance um and it it's a it's a sort of it's a different way of looking at it's it's kind of for me in my head it's the strength training equivalent of math running yeah so it's so it's it's low, uh, not low, all the time. Low damage. Low. Well, yes. So low intense. So the, so the um, it, it it's it's the three goals of this way of training. Um. So and you you, that's self assessment for your joints, which is the cars thing, which is um. Well, controlled articular rotation of your joints. Yeah, so so basically, you take up various poses and you try and move your joints through mm-hmm. their full oh, range. Oh yes, yes. That's so what you're trying but, to but do. But only your full range. That's yeah, the yeah, key. yeah. And that would be different for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're trying to establish how far your joints go. You yeah. just put your arm up. So that was your shoulder you were trying to. Yes, and so for for stuff like overhead press, if you can't, if you get behind your head and that starts to hurt in that range of motion, don't don't do the overhead press like. Like most no, no, people so it's are very, telling you to do it's, it's do very it specific you, but yeah. but you have been there and you've been moving yeah. your leg moving your ankle moving yeah. your foot moving your shoulders yes. yeah absolutely moving yeah, every so you joint do, like you know like even even to the point of you just uh rotating, rotating your, knee. your femur no yeah. so you can oh, rotating within your knee joint yeah, yeah, yeah. i think you so have to be here to actually fully establish exactly fully how odd the, this is it's yeah. nothing like any exercise you've ever seen anyone do ever but you before watch, you watch your calf moving around yeah 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 so basically <laughs> mirror, so you're just trying to find the range of motion within your knee capsule yeah. so mira is at the top of her leg 
and the knee, and she was moving the bottom of her leg around the calf bit. Yeah. Uh, and just, just, just to up. rotate yeah. the knee, yeah. and, and you do this lots of different exercises yeah. led from the video as a yeah. video. Yeah. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it's a comprehensive. As you can tell, I've not been party to this because you and Aggie have done this. Yeah, you? but anyway, which so... is good because she thought <laughs> I've been mother at the back. because oh, look, this is what you get. So you get this, you get this uh, chart of what you got to do, what you got to do with and... all the links on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, very good. Yeah, excellent. And we're waiting for week three, so we're quite excited. But it's only week two yet, so we're waiting so to see. So yet another do. variation. Instead of going out, plodding your five k yeah. every night, same yeah. route, same pace, same yeah. everything else. Yeah. Suddenly, yeah. you can shake it around, and you're probably not damaging your body. No, so, well, it doesn't seem to be. I say mm. that. So just, just like with the math running, so that, so there, so you do at least one if not two of your strength trainings within this heart rate zone and they call it zone two and they use the calculation of 220 minus whatever it is i can't even remember because i don't ever use is it, it but it's, and then it's a max heart rate so it's 80 percent of your max heart rate which almost identic ah. is almost identical to 180 minus your age oh okay so yeah. i just use 180 minus your age because i know for me yeah. when i'm running that works so yeah. that's what i do um, and it's like it's a whole it, just like when you start running and you have to walk mm. <laughs> doing it and then you build up capacity and fascinating with the capacity thing so when you are training in this zone research has shown so if you're it's a two strands I guess if you're an endurance person so like we follow obviously Mark Sisson and Brad Kearns and they've both been top of their sport mm. um, uh, country you know they've been picked for represented their, uh, in US. the olympics yeah, yeah. Represent the us um they both suffer from i'd not so much brad but i know he's strained his heart hasn't he but definitely mark mm. has mark, got a heart mark issue. talked about it quite a lot yeah so what happens with endurance and overtraining is that in order to supply your body with the blood that it needs your left ventricle thickens the walls of the left ventricle thicken and that's not necessarily a good thing. What happens when you train in zone two, and they proved this, or their zone two, the 180 minus your age, mm. is that you the walls don't thicken. They might strengthen a bit because, but only on the back of the fact that you have increased you increase volume in that ventricle, and remembering that that ventricle supplies oxygenated blood to the body, body to your muscles that you're trying to use yeah. to exercise yeah that's good news that yeah bigger pump bigger pump more efficient pump too because All you're right. not but what well, if you think about it you're not you don't have to make it beat so quite yeah. so much yeah so you're not getting all the losses no. on the open the valve shut yeah. the valve which isn't quite instantaneous probably. so so that's the research and that's why they do it and it and it's fascinating that all sorts of things like the fact that you can do these bear crawls and then and like Thank you. Uh, your heart rate won't increase until you stop doing it, and that kind of thing, because you haven't mm. you haven't reached your max doing it, but your body compensates afterwards, and all of this. So you have to be really, really aware of what you're doing all the time, and like there's lots of stopping when you first try and do it. But it may, I mean, it's made a huge difference. I'm only doing my run, and it's only a short one, once a week now, but already it's made a difference to my capacity to do it to run speed. below you, yeah. you run below about 125 if you can well 130 is the maximum i should get up to yeah. but on friday keeping the same times for my kilometers which i won't say because it's very embarrassing i was 
my heart rate was 125, which mm, average, great. which is, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, and however slow your, your your miles are, you know that's that's an entirely different event to going out slogging it out, being, you know, your heart rate's up one sixty for you. You were up the one eighties. You were always very high. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, just no comparison. No. And and I think now, from what we know, there is no benefit in this slogging it out every day. No. And we see quite a lot of some of them are quite old actually. There's one or two old boys and and. and well, so that it leads on to the next point, doesn't it? Really, of the psychology of exercise mm. and and the compensation theory and well, cyclists are the worst for that. Yeah, well, but we see them, don't we? I mean, I think oh, I think that you runners and they've all got their gel packs stuffed down their shorts and whatever. You know, you were king of the uh, Christmas cake, Christmas yeah. cake down the down yeah. the pants. Yeah. Uh, so but I think I think it's probably more obvious because they've stopped their bike and they've got oh, yeah, they've like got the off flapjack and they're standing outside the bakery eating their yeah, well, pasties we, uh, or whatever we it is. We went by with the donkeys. And it, it, it get it get particularly in the endurance scene, which I guess most cyclists are, even if they're only out for a couple of hours, they think it's hmm. like a well, long time. But it is a long time. Well. Is it though? I mean, how much well, effort are you it... putting in? If you're not a, like, this is my other point, is that if you're not a, you know, if you watch someone like um, Chris Hoy, he's going to be going. I would disagree with you completely there. I would say that everyone is likely to be putting in over that two hours on average the same amount of effort. Okay, Chris Hoy is cycling. not, he might be going twice as fast as you are, which would be jolly annoying <laughs> because he's so much stronger and has better technique. But I would suggest that he really isn't putting in that much effort. So, okay, he's so just that much better so at the, it. So the peaks of the, of the Tour de France, they're not, yeah. they're, okay. So somebody climbing up to hate well do you not remember what was the name of the chap Rodo was always on about it he used to have the big heart rate Enduring. monitor Enduring? Enduring? something like that the and he pirate. would he would sort of yeah the pirate it was the, i remember the pirate yeah is um i was trying to think of his name he would go past people and his heart rate would be ridiculously yeah, be tapping low it, tapping his heart rate yeah monitor. just to point out to them that you know he really he wasn't putting in any effort and when he got to the end he would be off yeah and and i think that's the way a lot of the cycling goes isn't it? yeah anyway i hate cycling on a mass level of well, hate so so, so, really. so we can all look you out. love it don't you we can all i do rather like it yeah. uh, we can all look out for i think one of the things that just is you have to find a bike that suits you and you so often see it that people buy big bikes with long frames and they can't reach everything <laughs> properly. I know. Anyway, that's by the bike because you could give me the best bike in the world. And no, I'm thinking of you. I was just thinking of people out there generally. Enjoy it. Try a shorter bike. Yeah, yeah but we, back to the, the, <laughs> so much back to the compensation theory is that, and it is, it is a particular problem in the endurance scene, is that. Yeah. People think they can eat whatever they Yeah, yeah, like. so they'll go out for their two hours and yeah. then they'll, uh, I don't know, uh, and I'm not trying to pick on any particular food, no. but they will they will think that they've done so much that they can eat anything they like for the rest of the day. And actually, it's like on a Saturday, uh, we get back from our long walk and yesterday's, you know, we go up to Manhattan, uh, you don't know the terrain here, but that's like how... how oh, it's quite a lot of climbing. Um, And then up again. Uh, and they are big climbs. Hundreds, hundreds of feet. It they will are be up a to hit the workout, and particularly after that one, I do not feel hungry. And your body is not; it's not; it's not going to instantly want energy after. No, because it's in after, repair after, apart yeah. from anything else. So that this whole thing of of feeling that you need to eat is absolutely psychological, and there is a reason. And I keep saying this, and I say it on my posts all the time. There is a reason that gyms have 
cafes. They make a fortune. You know, your healthy bran muffin or whatever it is. Won't be cheap. It's, it's, it's not even that. It's like you've done your hour in the gym. Well, as I was saying, Doug McGuff had worked out that you probably get more, you're probably fitter just because you've, you've walked to the gym and gone up the stairs to get to the gym than you ever would be on your hour in like I, I think yeah yeah I mean it's just just this whole idea that you've done your 40 minutes of whatever and then you can reward yourself with your latte and your cappuccino and your and then, and like you'll have a banana <laughs> you know it's just you're not doing yourself any favors and you like well, there is a point at which yeah okay yes yeah you were gonna say it and I agree you do you have used no, body. I'm not going to say that at all. And that's great, but yeah. but but they have also proved that that there there is no difference between somebody, some gym bunny that goes and does their hour, no. and then sits on their ass all day, and somebody that just sits on their ass all day for overall mortality causes. There is no difference. So you can be yeah. an active couch potato, or you can be a couch potato. But at the end of it all, it if you're not, not doing everything around it. You know, and that that's just a fact. That's not So what I was gonna say is Sorry. that is 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 just how um uh, how much everything and knowledge, particularly knowledge and, and people out there who are trying to share their knowledge has moved on in those twenty, thirty, forty mm. years for me. Mm. You know, I used mm. to row forty five years ago. Wow. Mm -hmm. Forty four years ago. And uh, it was an entirely different event. It was there was so little knowledge on it. I mean, p people did their best, and we all did various things. We used to, um, I can remember one of the favourites was sprinting. We, so we'd go out and row for a couple of hours, and then we'd come back, and then... Um, well, like, rowing wasn't a sprint. You have a bit of steady state more and everything else, um, just to try and, like, you gradually get used to each other and the way you, you move. But then you'd have, you know, two at one end and one at the other, and one chap had run down, and then he'd yeah. set off the next one, yeah. and then he'd set off the next one, and so it went on. Um, a relay. A, like an endless relay, yeah, because you just keep going. And that was on the end of the long endurance. When yeah. We would say now, you don't mix the long, slow, steady-state endurance with anything sprinty. No. And, uh, yeah, and big weight sessions and everything else. Yeah. Very, very different. And, and a lot less science. However, I would still say that when you see them on the old ergos, with the, because they weren't invented when I was doing it, um, they are fantastically fit. They are amazingly fit. To, 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 to pull that through 2,000 meters in six minutes is just, that's, that is some where, feat of I strength. What the best place to go would be uh, well, to be a rower. Mm, mm. Uh, Imperial. What was that? No, it's not though, is it? <laughs> it might be Oxford Brooks. Yeah, what about be. that, hey? Pardon? Say that again? It might be. Where is it? It might be. It might be no, God, say it. North Wallingford. No. <laughs> no. North Wallingford. It's nowhere near. Go on, say it. I don't know the river very well right now. No, no, no. What is the best university Oxford to go to? Oxford Brooks. Thank you. They well probably done. spend even longer rowing and even less time doing their work. I don't know. Well, they spent a long time right I was with a first date. Where are we going then? Oh, sorry. Um, we did rather yeah, whatever so we got then, but, to but, one. but I was I was the saying that there's massively more information out there. So just try and find the more information. Obviously, we're trying to do it now. So you've done your pails, which is so, no, I've no, I'm, I went on about the cars. So it's three elements oh, in this sorry. basis. 
something okay. um, and then you move on to the pales and rails so pales and rails stands for progressive and aggressive angular isometric loading so um so you the whole the the main function of these exercises is to retrain your central nervous system i nearly said cns sorry i'll try and be so you you retrain say that again then because that is quite important what you're trying to do is you're trying to tell your body exactly how far each of these joints will go each individual joint that's the key so like you are training retraining your motor nerves to know what you want them to do so like when a baby is learning to sit up or a baby is learning to crawl they are individual motions that your brain needs to train. They are not autonomic at that point. Yes, and, and that's the whole thing with babies crawling and everything else. It's a process they go through. It's not autonomic. It, no. Uh, it becomes autonomic. autonomic. Because they can practice it. Yeah. yeah. So what, we, what, we're tra- what we're trying to do is uh, build up strength and, and range of motion in, these, in, in all of these joints so you don't get injury. Hmm. Um, but because you can do them better and you are individualizing these these uh, contractions and mm. your motor nerves are, are like responding correctly you get b- better strength like individual mm. strength and what do we know about strength it stops you getting sarcopenia and that is the loss main cause of, of aging the main cause of aging loss of muscle uh, because the heart is very clever and the whole circulatory the whole circulatory system including your heart sizes itself to the load it has on it so if you've got not much muscle and you're not using i don't even know if you're not using it much if you've just not got much muscle bulk left the heart will downsize Mm. because it doesn't need to be this massive pump your lungs won't function lungs don't function everything doesn't function you've got to keep your muscle mass yeah then that's probably the. And I think, I think that's a lot agreed. of people will Everywhere. agree that that's the main cause of aging. Aging, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to be doing that. No. And so, so, the, yeah. so these, but that's what the pails and rails are set up to do, and they, and they seem a bit counterintuitive when you're doing them, but like, and then you do, do you so you have to do the rail, um, and then you put the pressure on, which is the pail, and then you come off. And it's very specific, thirty seconds or whatever, mm. um, and then the, um, and then you do find an extra range of mo- there is more give in yep. that particular. So when you return to it, yeah. you've got more room, everything yeah. else. So good. Okay, so we'll so, and then the maybe third... so go on. Is it? Oh no, we did talk about it because it was the um, specific zone training. Yes. So, not being knackered. so from your point of view today, I think you're just encouraging people to, if, if they are even vaguely interested yeah. in that, to go to the Healthy Rebellion. Or the Basics Health and Performance, you know, they, do, they do online training and they're Basics American-based, but they're okay. like, they, you know. Fine. Yeah. So, so there we go. So you and Agatha, who's just rocked up now, actually. Morning. Um, is, yeah, you're, you're real fans of it now, aren't you? After your first two you, weeks. Uh, Agatha, are you a real fan of Basis Health and Performance? Yeah. Yes. Yes, okay, so we've all agreed. He's good, no? A big fan. And I'm just looking, and we were, I was going to, we were, back to that Johns Hopkins thing again, because we were going to, were we going to talk briefly about the whole, because we were listening to Rob again, <laughs> and the Blue Zone stuff. Oh, no, it wasn't Rob, it was Stephen Gundry and Paul Saladino. Um, so that's an interesting. Uh, that was an interesting podcast because obviously Paul would suggest that you need the animal fats uh, pretty 
heavy chunk of, of a carnivore diet in there somewhere. Yeah, we probably ought to do another podcast on this one. Yeah, and, and good old Gundry's... Talking another 40 minutes. Is, um, yeah, he's, he's, he keeps searching around to try and prove that plants are better. Yeah, I think we'll have to probably talk about it mm. next next podcast because the the interesting thing is that when they debate it and you know Paul's really good at this he doesn't want he doesn't want an echo chamber no um is that Stephen Gundry had to agree he at, did agree with a lot of it at, there's some so yeah. much of it and, and then had to kind of rail back again but it but it so that's probably our next podcast is all about the like how the blue zones are basically the next Ansel Keys seven countries yeah what a load of bollocks yeah and it's being dismantled well i, I don't think th- i think the blue zones themselves no but that's like the seven countries isn't it there were 30 there were yeah. 30 countries so look at it all there are more than the blue zones there they are mentioned. places where people yeah, live longer but, but, but w- if they didn't fit into their hypothesis they just ignored yeah, them yeah yeah but uh, uh, what we would say is that the, is that the reasoning as to why they've lived longer isn't right. So there are places that do people yeah, do yeah, live yeah. longer. Some of the reason, you know, you've got to admit, one of the reasons that people will appear to live longer is because uh, the death certificate is, is because shady. children take over the the persona of the dead parent so that they can <laughs> carry on claiming the bloody pension and and all the other things they yeah. might have. So that's a Tricky there are all one. sorts of confounders. But anyway, that's probably the whole podcast right good. there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, anything more on exercise you want to say? Well, oh, I'm and I think my so the metrics for it. So, I will go uh, just mention element. So, I've started taking this electrolyte, which is sugar-free and uh, it's a mixture of potassium and salt, basically, and in, magnesium. And magnesium. So, you've malate. got everything in there. You've got the salt. You've got the potassium and the magnesium. Um, my HRV has been, I mean, like normally after yesterday's intense yeah. exercise, yeah. I would have, my sleep would really have suffered. I would have had a crash in my HRV, yeah. um, high heart rate, body temperature raise, and I actually had a pretty good night's sleep. But the other thing you've got to tell them is the fact that um, this element has been used with breastfeeding mothers hasn't oh, it? oh yeah it increases the milk hugely by up to three yeah. times i mean it's just amazing and and i i don't know how big a study or what, how he did it or what, what happened but well, he, did, he fell up on that one that just had yeah. people kept telling him how the milk had come milk, in so much yeah, better yeah, yeah. That he looked into it but i just the the, the whole thing of we've been it's a, as the absolutely of the same paradigm as as the uh, eat less, exercise more, high carb, low fat is this thing that we're all dehydrated. We all oh. so you know, and it's not more people. That's the beauty. And uh, you know, we're talking Western world here, so please don't get me wrong. But more people die of overhydration. I don't think there's been a case of. No, nobody's died of dehydration. Not died. No, they not got in a the bit, Western world. Not in the Western world. No, I think that was what he said on his podcast. Yeah. We don't know that, but I think it's fair to say in our. So just in our own little circle, we, we know somebody who, who almost drank died, too much yeah. and had to be in hospital for yeah. three days, uh, doing a marathon actually. Yeah. Um, but we have no, we no. I, does anyone know anyone out there? Oh yeah, I'd be fascinated to know. But I think that, yeah. that but it is. I think Please it's come from the same in. thing. Or eight glasses of water. Eight glasses of water a day. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, actually, actually, you are probably. You know, if you if the electrolytes aren't on board. Hmm. You know, I suffered with it when I had the when I had um, 
food poisoning and I got tachycardia really, really badly. And I said, oh, well, I'm drinking. And the doctor said, yeah, but you're not... You're drinking water, you're drinking not any water, sort of electrolyte So you're peeing, you're yeah. peeing fine, but you're not yeah. rehydrating. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't think we are... No. We take on board how serious it is to, to, to dilute your electrolytes yeah. by over-drinking. Yeah. Yeah, so that was my other... Because there's been all sorts of studies. They've taken identical twins, haven't they? Yeah. Given some, like the eight pints a yeah. day, and the other one, one or two pints a day. And it makes no difference no. to skin tone, general health, anything. Just means you pee more, yeah. presumably. Yeah. Yeah, so interesting stuff. Mm. And yeah, there's lots of interesting stuff. And that also comes back to my comment of how much more information mm. there is out there. And, 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 and give it a go yourself. Try these things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, don't... Uh, don't end up dehydrated. No, <laughs> no, I'm not dehydrated, am I? That's the whole point. I'm taking yeah. the element stuff, so I am eating and dr drinking sixteen a proper ounces balance. of electrolyte liquid. Mix. But it's a, a mm -hmm. proper balance, yeah. yeah. Anything else? Anybody? Arthur? Anything to add? <laughs> so he's not Arthur's even looking at me. Doug. <laughs> licky licky. No, well, I think yeah. we've, we've had a... anything to add? No. I think we've had a good couple of weeks since we last reported in and um, yeah. I think we might then uh, have yet another look at that meat fat carbohydrate plant discussion that's and, and I, but it, I think it will be like research based rather than just our oh, oh yeah, it's got to be yeah yeah. yeah 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 I mean I just think that but there is whole... conflicting research well that well that yeah but that's fine so okay yeah okay very why, good why would that be a problem? Uh, it, it's it'll depend which research you draw forward, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's what arguments you you yeah. want to bring. Okay. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye.